0: We are approaching the day of Yom HaKippurim, the observance of Yom Kippur. And on Yom Kippur, we traditionally have five prayers. The evening prayer, and there's the morning prayer, and the Musaf, the additional prayer, Mincha, and the closing, concluding prayer, Neilah. So there are five Amidot on Yom Kippur. But the custom, the Jewish practice of many centuries, is to introduce the Day of Yom Kippur with Kol Nidre. Kol Nidre is a formula in which we are, according to most interpreters, are publicly unknowing the vows that we took in the previous year. It's a very solemn ceremony. Sefer Torah is brought out. And the question is, what is actually the power of Kol Nidre? So I would like to make a small suggestion about Kol Nidre. And that is that In a different part of the Yom Kippur service, in the Musaf, we have a section called the Avodah, a recreation, reenactment of the service of the high priest at Yom Kippur. And that is introduced uh, in the repetition of the Musaf by the Chazan who asks permission to pray the Chazan has permission. On Rosh Hashanah, in exactly the same place, the Chazan has permission to pray, and it's followed by the three main themes of Rosh Hashanah, Malchiyot, Zichronot, and Shofarot, each of which is accompanied by the sound of the shofar. What's interesting is that whereas on Rosh Hashanah, the Malchiyot, Zichronot, and Shofarot consist essentially of the recitation of a set of Biblical verses, three from the Torah, three from the Psalms, three from the prophetic writings, and a tenth verse from the Torah. In the very same place in the Yom Kippur service, the Avodah, the service of the High Priest, is essentially a restatement of the Mishnah in Masechet Yom And it strikes me there's something very interesting about that distinction between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. And Rosh Hashanah, The currency of the service fundamentally are verses, biblical verses. One might say God's word. Razan Yom Kippur, the Avodah, the service of the high priest, is not represented in the liturgy through a recitation of the Torah verses, but rather through the understanding of the sages of the Mishnah. In other words, whereas Rosh Hashanah seems to be. A service in which the text focuses on God's word, and the day is focusing on God, the kingship of God, on Yom Kippur. The focus is the human being. The focus is human possibility. And it strikes me in that vein, we understand why we introduce Yom Kippur with Kol Nidre. the knowing of vows, in the words of the Mishnah, "Hatarat Nedarim." Is something that has no real basis in the Bible. In fact, the Mishnah says in the Hagiga, "Heter Porchin Bavir." The knowing of vows floats in the air. It has no biblical basis, and in fact, it would appear to contradict several biblical passages. But what Heter Nidarim represents is the human ability, the ability of the court, the ability of the human being, to overturn the statements that are made in God's name. The Darim Shfuot Os our statements made in God's name. We're introducing the day of Yom Kippur by reminding ourselves that we have the ability and the power to change things, even to change God's word, even to overturn God's judgment. The court convenes and says, "V'nislah," we says the court forgive. Of course, we do this in conjunction with God. We've been given a mandate. We understand that in some very deep way, or repentance is an act of grace on God's part. But Yom Kippur is about aspiring to whom we should be, whom we can be, and it speaks of human possibility. Rosh Hashanah is different. Rosh Hashanah is reminding ourselves that we live in God's world. The two days together give us two incredibly important messages which are deeply connected. That from one standpoint, it's we are residents in God's world. We are here to do God's bidding. But Yom Kippur reminds us of our potential, of our possibilities. It doesn't really contradict Rosh Hashanah. We're here to do God's bidding. We want to bring, but we bring to that work all of our energies, all of our potential, all of our abilities. On Yom Kippur, we say to ourselves and the world. We have the ability and, the fact, the obligation to make a difference, and we can do it. That's the idea of the nullification of vows, that the court is mandated to perform, and this leads us right into Yom Kippur and to the great challenge and the great experience of the Day of Atonement.